1: Welcome back, tribe from the North Brave and bold to the official, unofficial podcast of your Idaho Vandals and the Vandal Affiliate on the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chris Hammond, and joining me today is just the best of all time, Alex the Boatman. How are you, Alex?
0: I'm all right. You know, um, I think this is... Too bad Brian's not here, Chris. This is the obligatory Mountaineer update.
1: I know. I know. He missed it last week, too, because you were gone last week.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were on a bye last week, so there's nothing to update on, but... Mount, well, the Vandals were, uh, and their butts kicked. The Mountaineers kicked off at the same time. Chris, we got a road win. We're three and four. Things are looking up. You know, we got Iowa state, then Oklahoma state back-to-back weeks at home. Um, basketball tips off Friday night versus Akron. So, you know, it's a great time to be a Mountaineer. What can I say?
1: It is, it is. And this, this brings me into something. We'll we'll get right into around the bar. I lost, well, I guess one thing we got to cover. I lost another Tubbs Derby this weekend is, Dallas mm-hmm. Hammers uh, mm-hmm. Hammers beat my Tottenham Hotspurs. Mm-hmm. Um, the OG Ted Lasso Club, for those of you that know, you know. If you don't, well, I mean, you don't. But, you know, when Brian and Dallas are on here, right, we all get to control the flow of the show. They talk about things that you and I don't like. We get to talk about some things that they don't like. <laughs> FBS football right now. How great is it that mm. you guys are three and four. Which means mm-hmm. you still have something to play for, isn't that a wonderful thing in this in the sport of football? True,
0: and we still have to play Kansas. So you know, who knows? That could be a blessing or a curse. Who knows after this last weekend? But FBS football, what a wild time! Um, what a wild time in our old conference, the Sun Belt. Yeah. You know, adding adding uh. So as of official official today, Southern Miss has moved to the Sun Belt. On their way, following them up is uh, going to be Old Dominion and. Marshall, both from Conference USA as well. And then, R, and then the big one for you FCS folks, for us, James Madison is leaving the ranks of the FCS. If you look at the the FCS show a couple weeks ago when Chris and I were on, this should not be a shock to you. I called this, we called this a long time ago that um, James Madison was probably going to be the team to move up. So, but now, Chris, there's some reports um from matt brown um from extra points pretty reliable like probably the most reliable in the no yeah. college football reporter when it comes to this kind of stuff i subscribe to his um page anyone else should too because this guy is phenomenal um other fcs teams might be on the move too. conference usa is now a dead conference walking idaho has lived this multiple times um <laughs> the big west the whack um, then Almost get kicked out of the, the Sunbelt, sun right? So the Mountain, the conference will say is down to five teams, UTEP, La Tech, Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee State, and FIU, hell of a league, hell of a league. Um, they are now courting the likes of New Mexico State, other FCS, and then FCS teams mentioned are Sam Houston for Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian, and possibly now Missouri State. Uncle Bobby Petrino's name being thrown around as a team that could hey, be moving up
1: here. I remember when we were all covering the whack and their expansion. And I think we might have looked at Missouri State. If not, if you've never seen Missouri State's like stadium and stuff, easily could go FBS. You're talking about a state that has St. Louis in it. Like it has the population to probably support two FBS teams. I'm not mm-hmm. against it. It's just, uh, I don't know. Like, we'll cover NAU at some point. I, pr- I promised everybody that's here to like dying for some lumberjack coverage. But yeah, just is. hit me to just hit me today when I saw some. We we're two and five, and I was like, you know, back in the good old days, you're like, okay, we're allowed one more win, two more losses for our season to truly be over. But you know, in the current predicament we're in, being FCS and Big Sky, our season is over, and that's like the gripe I think you and I definitely have with like. The FCS, well, Mm -hmm. at least you're playing for something. It's like, okay, yeah, to FCS level, like, yes, there's a national title. But to us, it's like, okay. But, like, I would be just excited to play in the humanitarian bowl right now as I would to make the playoffs. Like, I'd like to at least be playing for something. I know people make a joke like, oh, you get to go 500 and play for something. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to go to games when there's still something on the line multiple weeks into the season. Like I think our season was over even before the Montana loss. Like, right? I don't know. I mean, I mean, if me. you're not
0: if you're not eight and three or a really good seven and four, like like Weber State has an outside chance in the playoff, not an if they outside win chance, out, but, they'll, yeah,
1: they'll make it if they win. Right, out.
0: E- exactly. So I mean, you got to be seven and four, eight and three, and you know the argument is always, well, that's rewarding the good teams for for getting in. Um, it's 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 just a different mindset, right? Uh, bowl season. Is one of my favorite seasons uh, of the year you know you wake up on a random Tuesday in December and there's a game on it like 9 a.m on the west coast you're like this is fantastic um yeah it is it is you know interesting um you know when you you're in Idaho spot your season's dead you're West Virginia spot you know you're fighting to go six and six and make it make it to a bowl game um, and also Chris I know you're showing Missouri State there on the screen they have a nice basketball arena too. If I recall, they actually have a, uh, pretty, I think a 10,000 seat basketball arena. It's like pretty nice. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, not unbelievable to think that these guys could be moving up, um, there in Missouri, you know, Missouri, you call Missouri, the South, or you want to call it, that's not that far of the footprint. So I thought that was an interesting game. So, I mean, we're seeing movement. Um, I guess what we should address the elephant in the room, um, you know, if Idaho is FBS, would we be getting invited to conference USA? That's probably what people are going to be wanting it, Like going to be like, why don't you guys talk about it if we didn't. And people who are FCS be like, leave it alone. Right. Um, yeah, here's the thing. I, I think I said this in our chat, right? New Mexico state being added makes sense. They have a great basketball program. Um, <laughs> they have a great basketball program. They also are not that far outside their current footprint from El Paso. Right. Travel partner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if, who knows if we would have been a candidate, who the hell knows? I think if we were, we might've been, cause they're going to have to look at every option available. I think if we start hearing like UMass's name thrown around as a candidate for conference USA football only, then that's when you should be upset. Vandal fans. Cause I think at that point, then you would think, okay, if they're going to, they would add UMass, right. Then maybe they would add Idaho. So yep. until that moment, unless they really are hammering down the whole FCS, we need full members, which they do need full members, Chris. They're at five. They need at least eight full members here, six or eight. Not quite sure how it works in FBS. Can't remember the number. So they just don't need football members. They need full members. So until we start hearing like UMass's name thrown around, I would not panic Idaho fans that we would are missing out on something. But as soon as that moment happens, feel free to panic. Feel free to bring the pitchforks and torches. And thank God Chuck Staben entered the transfer portal.
1: Well, what's more likely, you think, Conference USA to die or the whack to pit like poach what's left and move back up? I actually think the latter. Um, because you can get the U- whack ne- is not n- You already have New Mexico the, State. You're probably going to get you I think State. Mountain West doesn't seem. I think the so there's your two. I think the WAC. Sam Houston and Stephen F. Austin could make the jump now. Abilene Christian not so much, and Lamar not so much. But, you know, there's your Texas four plus those two. You're at six. Then you try to, like, persuade a North Coast state, a South Coast state. Like, that kind of makes sense to them. Try to get Montana, Montana state. Idaho's still probably on the outside looking in because, like, we just appear to have no desire to push for this. We don't seem to be in a position to be attractive to this. Um, So, I guess wait for the next round of alignment like, 2032. But, yeah. I,
0: I don't know. I think I think conferences say breaking. I think neither is likely to happen. To be honest, I think these five schools in conferences say need each other. They have no other home right now. I don't think the Waxman spot move up yet. This is outside their kind of plan. This is too soon. Um, I think their plan was we're going to see about a twenty, twenty-five, or twenty-thirty timeline for if they would move up together. Because there's no way in hell that uh, unless they just ditch Southern Utah and and ditch you know Dixie Dixie State. Or whatever they are now, Utah Tech, or whatever they're about to become, yeah. unless they ditch that whole plan, right? Um, they're not in a position to move up yet. And I don't think they would. I think it's more likely conference to pick these schools off. I think neither is likely to happen unless you just see
1: more yeah, like a like Utah go, hey, like, isn't it kind of the whack? Well, here's, here's what you say right now. Because like if Conference USA picks Sam Houston and Stephen F. Austin, well, then the wax, like, well, we just lost our biggest bargaining chips. Now we're like, Worse than the Southland because the Southland has McNeese and C Right, and the
0: Wax then, then the Wax screwed. And I mean, yeah, then it's going to trickle down to FCS. We might see more FCS movement. Teams might go back to the Southland, or they would leave. Um, Southern Utah could be in a world of hurt all of a sudden. I think it's more likely to see conference. The Conference USA has all the bargaining power right now the, over the WAC, just because whose Conference USA is dead weight, right? The thing they have over everyone is they're an FBS conference. Um, versus because the WAC just isn't strong enough to hold out. Like when the WAC died when we were an FBS team, right? When the WAC died, it's because we were trying to court a team like Montana and Montana State, they just didn't have desire to move up. I don't think you can say the same thing's true about the teams in Texas, right? The Sam Houstons, the Abilene Christians, the Tarleton states. I don't think you can say that's true. They have the desire to move up. They will act in their best interest and and do that if they if they see fit. I just I think it's more likely if the conference state dies, you could see a UTEP go, hey, I would rather go independent in football and put my other sports in the WAC and then kind of put on a waiting plan, right? And let's see where the WAC goes. I think that is more likely to happen, Chris. Like a, like a La Tech and a UTEP to go, hey, let's go play Indian football, park our other sports in the WAC, right? The mm-hmm. WAC's a coup for the WAC. And then they say, okay, our timeline is blank, right? That is more likely to me to happen, Chris, than just a flat out wax like all right let's move up it's going to be hey like let's let's figure this out but in the meantime let's put a few teams in independence right if they grab law Tech, and utep if i'm the whack that's what i do go out for law Tech, and utep say hey guys go play independence for a couple years you know we'll help you negotiate a tv deal we'll help you do all of this we'll be like we'll be partner schools right um that's to me that's the wax best strategy in this in this situation um and who knows, maybe those conversations would happen, but if I was an administrator in the WAC, that's how I'd play this out. I'd be like, let's go grab UTEP and Law Tech. Let's go park them in Independence for a few years, and let's get our other schools like Tarleton and Sam Houston and Abilene Christian and Stephen F. Austin ready to move up. Because when that happens, you're in a nice little football league, Chris. That's a nice little 7-18 league in a geographic-centered area of the country. Yep. So anyway, I can really get into semantics of it, but yes, people, um, group of five people, this is not over yet. Pay attention to this. We could see more shake up in the big sky. Who knows? It's really tough. Like, I see uh, Patrick, you know, what about Weber State? I'm a proponent of Weber State moving up at some point in the sense that Weber State has to move up with teams like Idaho and the Montanas. Like, if I was to put rank out, you know, how this would go, right? Like, what's going to happen? Like, the Idaho, Weber State, Montanas are in the best position, full big sky members. When I use the keyword, they're full to move up. Right? The Cal Cal Paul and UC Davis are also pretty positioned well to move up as well, but they are only associate members. But I'm going to say those four are your best four to move up. Weber State has shown that they could do it. They have the facilities, geographic area to do so. Um, And then Martin brought Eastern Kentucky. I don't even want to get into the ASUN because this is also another fledgling conference that could just implode before it even gets going. Because if you're Conference USA, why not go grab Kennesaw State? Yeah, Why not go grab Jacksonville State? Right? Why not grab Central Arkansas? So, like again, this isn't over, folks. Like, this is gonna get worse before it gets better. And even then, we're gonna see more FCS movement in the CIA, who's looking to add Monmouth and then two other Olympic sport members as well to balance out 12 teams each. So, yeah. yes.
1: Well, hold on to your
0: hold on to their seats. This is fun.
1: <laughs> while and we're so to make a transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the team that we share the Western athletic conference with Northern Arizona. For those of you who don't know, both teams still have their swim and dive in the Western athletic conference. Um, mm-hmm. NAU three and four on the year, two and two in conference. Unlike Weber state, even if they went out, they're probably not making the playoffs. So congratulations, NAU. Welcome to the, you officially don't matter. Cause we're in the FCS bowl. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you kind of – you got any initial kind of thoughts on NAU? What what are you looking for out of them? What worries you? What does Idaho have to do to kind of get this game, hopefully a check in the win box for us to make this season somewhat relevant?
0: Yeah, um, NAU, ever since they changed quarterbacks um, from – oh, who was the old one? Now it's RJ Martinez, but God, who was the old one? I can't remember his Uti? name. I can picture him. Keandre Woody, ever since they've changed Keandre Woody to, to RJ Martinez, they have been a much better team. Um, RJ Martinez has been fantastic. You know, they're three and four. They just lost to Sac State. Um, I think that loss to Northern Colorado is a fluke because that was pre RJ Martinez. If they play RJ Martinez, they probably win that game. They're probably four and three with a three and one conference record. And you're going, wait a minute, is NAU like in position to make the playoff? Like, what what's happening here? Um, mm-hmm. Because they're about to play us, who. We haven't shown much. Granted, I think we'll get more into why I think Idaho will win later. Um, but you know, they have shown they've been good at throwing the ball. Like RJ Martinez has been a great, a good quarterback, probably actually one of the better quarterbacks in the Big Sky because we've not seen great quarterback play in the Big Sky this year. I'd put RJ Martinez. Like, yeah, Patrick. I think, and people think NAU still stinks, but they don't quite know what to do with NAU because you know they're they're two and two in conference. Um, they've beaten Idaho State and Southern Utah, which are bottom dwellers, but they've lost to Northern Colorado, which is a bottom dweller. They lost to Sac State, who is actually on pace to go in the conference this year and be undefeated in conference play. Yeah.
1: So I can't NAU, get a read on this
0: NAU team yet, but our general team has, has been better.
1: It's super, super weird, right? Like, they opened the year testing themselves 42-16 against Sam Houston State, reigning national champion. Okay, not a pretty score column, but, like, once again, it's the reigning national champ. You're probably supposed to lose them. Now you just know you're not a national champion caliber team. Then you get smoked by South Dakota 34-7, which at the time looked bad. Now South Dakota strung together some pretty impressive wins, beating Northern Iowa, uh, I believe beating mm-hmm. North Dakota or somebody else kind of big to a point where they were flirting in that top 20 range, or sorry, 20 to 25 range uh, last week or two weeks ago before losing this past weekend to South Dakota State or Missouri State maybe, somebody like that. Um then they Northern Arizona shocks the world and beats the worst team in the Pac-12, maybe the worst Power 5 team in the yeah, country this year in Arizona. That's they are the worst Power 5 team in the country this year. Five. Worse yeah. than Kansas. Yeah, fact. Who well there's Kansas the proof. Right? Has, Kansas has been only Kansas beat, has
0: been frisky.
1: Yeah, Kansas barely beat South Dakota by what? 6 points, 7 points. And then three. Arizona it was 3, beat, it was
0: 7. But 17-14, to I remember that. They stormed the field.
1: Yeah, which means Kansas, translated properties of sports, would have won like 28-7 against Northern Arizona when Northern Arizona beat Arizona 21-19. So, science. Uh, Northern Colorado, the team that, I don't know, a bunch of people in the Big Sky Podcast Network have been hating on Northern Colorado. I've always said I think they're the obvious best of the bottom three, but people didn't agree with me like most of the season. They beat... And or beat Northern Colorado or Northern Colorado beats NAU. So it apparently didn't count for anything. It was an overtime, but that's Arizona again. You know, they were one and three at this point with only an FBS win, no wins to count. Then I guest host NAU and Big Sky Sports for Casey Everett against Idaho State. And I say, I just don't think you guys are gonna be able to beat Idaho State. Uh, Idaho State ends up going winning 48-17. Uh, or sorry, losing 48 17. NAU blows them out of the water. And Idaho State goes on to beat UC Davis wild. Uh, then Northern Arizona wins 59 35 against Southern Utah in a close, well, not really a close one, beating of their rival that they have a trophy for. And then they beat Sac State 44 to zero, or sorry, lose <laughs> Sac trophy. State 44 to zero last week. So, like, they're literally like Katy Perry. They're hot, then they're cold. They're yes, then they're no. Like, they beat Idaho State, who beat top 10 UC Davis. They beat FBS team. But then they lose to Northern Colorado. They get smoked by Sac State, but they beat Southern Utah. So they've handled kind of the – I don't know who NAU is. And you you kind of brought up this, too. Like, you look at the yeah. stats. Their quarterback play. They're basically as close to Idaho as you can get. Kondre Wood plays in one game. Completes one pass out of five. Negative three yards. No touchdowns, no picks. Then they have this Kale, uh, Kale Millen. Plays in four games, two passes, two completions on three passes, 19 yards and a touchdown. RJ Martinez, the guy, we'll get to him in a second. Uh, Xander Werner, seven games played, one passing attempt. So I think he's a wide receiver or something. Then Jeff Widener, uh, who was kind of their guy last year, kind of late in the fall or spring season and early this fall. It has three touchdowns to five picks. Not great. Then you get this RJ Martinez in. He's got a 143.4 quarterback rating, 100 completions, 159 attempts, only two picks to nine touchdowns. So over two touchdowns for every interception. It is, seems that they're improving. It seems that NAU has kind of got the ball rolling. Um, and this is not going to be kind of that team that we saw early in the year getting their butts whipped by South Dakota. Sam Houston losing to Northern Colorado. We're going to get more of the team that put up 59 against Southern Utah. Uh, It's probably going to be a little bit of a struggle for us, especially considering like they like to throw the ball and we have kind of struggled to stop anybody that likes to throw the ball.
0: Yeah. I mean, our corner plays has not been fantastic again this year. um, Like you and I've talked about, and I think has been mentioned on the, um, other shows there we are really sh- short at corner already like that was already a trouble position group and we, we were just been missing some key guys um guys who have played in the spring for us aren't there like Awan parker's not back um you know i think you've mentioned it multiple times Like we've seen teams go after one corner multiple times um mm. and, and multiple games now no reason to think that won't happen again um yeah this team is this team is better than than uh what we saw at the beginning of the year that this team's better than when they beat Arizona in a weird way i i think yes. um i i think i think you know, if you look like at sagarin ratings which i'm trying to pull up real quick um i want to say if i remember right they' are, they're ahead of us they're ranked i want to say they are ranked oh man where's it at they're probably no, they're, we're ranked 183 and they're ranked 178 so they're five spots ahead of us okay um, kind of interesting. So pretty close. Um, I'm actually say they're pretty comparable team to us. They've had ups and they've had downs. They've looked good. They've looked bad. Um, I don't know what we're gonna get out of this game. It's this is a tough game to read. Chris, this is probably honestly the toughest game we'll have to read all year. Because it's two Jekyll Jekyll and Hyde teams. Yep, and probably – two Jekyll and Hyde teams.
1: And we knew this going in. Like, the last three years we played them, they've been pretty evenly matched squads as well. Like, this – NAU has been our basically equal since being back in the big sky. Both teams have had tons of potential to be better than they are. NAU, back when they still had Case Cookus, uh, were getting picked, like, number four in the conference and stuff. Uh, then we haven't touched on this. They probably have the best overall wide receiver group in the entire big sky. I know people are going to argue Eastern Washington, but like, if you gave these receivers to Eastern, I'll tell you what, they are not, they're not dropping balls in the end zone. Uh, I'll just put it that way. Uh, these guys are absolute studs. It's like they have all this talent and a pretty decent defense to boot, not like great. right? They kind of let up a lot, but like, Team should be better than it is. I think most NAU fans would say they expect this team to be better than it is. Much like most Idaho fans are like, "How the f are we not at this this level? Why are we closer to our floor than our ceiling? Like, how come we can't even be middle of the room? We just keep going ceiling level or floor level. That's kind of how NAU's been playing. Like they when they hit, it's like when we played UC Davis, we we're peeking towards our ceiling. We're first half against Portland State, we we're flirting with the ceiling. NAU can do that and be a really challenge a top team in the big sky. But then there's times like us where they just absolutely lay on the floor and are comfortable laying there. And you're like, what is this team? I just saw you execute at this super high level. And now you're acting like Southern Utah. Um, so yeah, very Jekyll, both teams, right? the most Jekyll and Hyde. I think we've seen it the most. I don't have the research in front of me in our big sky power rankings. I know, NAU at one point was ranked, I think, 12th or 11th. I know Idaho has been 12th or 11th a couple times. Idaho has been as high as, I think, 5th or 6th. And the NAU has been as high as 5th or 6th. Like These teams have probably moved the absolute most in our Big Sky podcast power rankings. Uh, They're two teams that are just incredibly hard to read. Honestly, with an absolute gutter ball of a slate of Big Sky games this week, this is probably Big Sky game of the week. This is the game that (laughs) should be close, should have enough weirdness to it, that these right. teams will make it interesting. At least if you're a neutral and you're not just looking like your team's not playing, like if your are Idaho state or Montana state, they're on bye, or like your game's over or Montana's blowing out. Southern Utah or Eastern's blowing out whoever they're play- Or maybe I think Eastern's on a bye, Idaho state's off a bye, but whoever, like this is the game you tune into this game's going to be close. They're going to kind of exchange. I don't, I don't know. Haymakers finger slaps. I don't mm-hmm. know quite what this matchup will be. This matchup can either be like how it was in 2018 Or Mason Petrino just went balls to the wall and set all these flipping records. And you're just like, wow, like, what, double overtime game, 62 to something, like, huge game. Or this could be like a 21 20 affair. And we'll just be like, yikes, that was a waste of three and a half hours.
0: Yeah. Or we could lose by three scores. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, we also have a very good problem. Hey, they played at a ceiling and we played a floor. Yeah. And I think that could yeah, be the other yeah. way too. There's a chance, and vice out versa.
0: NAU. We could win by th- yeah. we could win by three scores.
1: Um, I'm putting zero I, I, money on this game. I'm not even going to look <laughs> at the line for this game because there's no uh, business. S- no one has any Sagran business makes money it anywhere
0: on here. Um, no, this is stinky. This is this is gross. <laughs> um, Sagrin does make this a five point game um, for NAU. So. Um, and that probably we're going to see the line open. I would guess because Vegas does tend to just literally follow. They know so little about these; they just use these power ranking systems like Sagarin and yep. FBI and other things like that to set lines for these type of games. Um, and then they just fall. The money falls where it wills, and that's how they they change. The, they move the line. Um, who the hell's betting on this game? So literally, a ten thousand dollar bet is like sharp money, and will move the line a lot. Um. So don't be surprised if you see NAU opens like a five point favorite, and then Idaho somehow closes like a three point favorite, or Idaho closes a ten point dog. Who knows? No one really knows. Stay away from this game. I guess we've kind of talked about how crazy NAU is, Chris. Like, I guess we should maybe move on to the Idaho angle. You know, we talked NAU, sprinkled in Idaho a little bit. Mm. Um, you know, what's the and we kind of opened this up when we begin the show. You said a team like WVU has has motivation for the rest of the year. We're trying to go to a bowl game. What what gets Idaho out of bed in the morning? What gets Idaho to, to lift every day? What gets Idaho in the meeting room? What gets on the practice field tonight? What how was their practice that just wrapped up? You know, low energy, high energy. What's getting them going for this game, Chris?
1: For this game,
0: what's their motivation?
1: I honestly for this game know. and the rest
0: of the year because like I've said this, like, this is like the beginning so, of the rest of our year. So you
1: you correct me when I'm wrong here. I think NAU is going to be a beaut to steal Jeff Cho #choke man. maybe to Idaho. You heard it here on Tubs of the club last week with, um, uh, Coulter Nuannis. If we make a move, um, not saying we will, not saying we won't, but if we were, apparently some media folk have heard there's rumblings, um. This game, I don't know how you get up. It's like, it's BYOE. It's NAU. I guess you've had some good games with them. They beat us last year on our last game. So maybe it's like, you know, for these guys that thought that was going to be the last game ever for the free eligibility, like, all right, we really want to take it to these guys. Like, they're not an overly scrappy team. We've never had anything controversial with them. If anything, they have more of a reason to dislike us because of the 2018 overtime game. Like, I don't know, like, this game, or 2009, yeah, it was 18, whatever year it was. Like, I don't know. Next week, 19. Southern Utah, it's senior night, right? Like, obviously, the seniors get up for that. Like, so I think senior night you get up for and then there's no more trophy games left. We lost the Eastern. We lost the Montana. You have Idaho State. I guess you get up for Idaho State. Like, because I don't know how you get up for Montana That's State. That's a trophy other game. Like, we'll talk get, about you that. You get one. to go to boat. Yeah, but, like, Bozeman, it's like, okay, you get to go to Bozeman. That's cool, and maybe you're. Little, how many of these players were actually on 18 when that field goal was called or extra point was called no go and what whatever? Like, literally, I think the only games you care. about – 2019,
0: uh, decent amount. So All the guys playing. who are now like
1: seniors. Well, it was 18. I guess it was the first year. Because 19 was month We were at Montana. We haven't played in.
0: So yeah, it was 2018.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you're. So I guess anyone that was a freshman or sophomore is still on the team.
0: Yeah, I mean guys like um Logan Floyd, guys like Connor Whitney, yeah, so, yeah, um, so your seniors Charles O'Connor, you know, Son, all your all all your se- upperclassmen, senior leadership, right? Like you know, guys you Trey Walker, um, you know, that type of guy was on that team in twenty eighteen.
1: Yeah. yeah, but it's just I, I don't know, um, man. I guess You're I guess player, like what's what is Petrino saying to these yeah. guys to get them to care? Because 'Cause you've been in this situation in eighteen. We had nothing to play for about this point in the season as well. Fourteen what kept 15,
0: your guys high on the prize yeah what 2017 we go to we go to georgia state nothing to nothing to play for at that point we're not getting into the bowl game we go win that game right um these are the type of games you take personally these are the type of games that you find out what kind of what kind of man someone is what kind of competitor they are right this game should get they should be extremely fired up for this game like like if if, if we this is a really big character game for our team. We can see what kind of team we are moving forward. Even guys for next year. Um, you know, we still have guys in this team who have pro aspirations. We still have guys in this team who are still have years of eligibility left, right? Go. This is when you go, This is when you go show out, you go, if you can rebound from the type of two ass kickings, you just had the last two weeks and you come back in and, and really just take it to them. That should give Vandal fans hope. If this team rolls over, um, and wants nothing to be there. there's ways to look into that, but it's not good. You don't want that. The reason you get up for this game, Chris is just because you're a competitor. you play you play a contact sport that you work your ass off for all t- all type of year, and you got nothing else to lose. What do they guys have to lose? What do they have to lose? Jack Jack shit, right? Like nothing to lose besides their own their own respect on their own names, on their own the, they used to have names on the back of the jersey. Not anymore. That's the type of thing. Like you play for the, that, that back in the, the name on the back of the jersey. You know what type of man you are moving forward in life. That's why you play get, this game, and that's why and they get, care.
1: Get Grumpy Joe a win. He's on two right now. Good for Joe. Oh boy, we
0: might not see Grumpy Joe again. I was so shocked we rolled him out again this weekend. But I mean, I guess it's a, I guess it was a special game. You know, it was and Montana
1: moving there permanent. Um, I think it's a cool looking logo.
0: Yeah, I I I, I hate I the I, like I the vandals. vandals script, I love the Vandal script. I yeah. love vandals. Vandal script is just a classic. Um, but either rotate a Grumpy Joe and a Vandal script. That's the way to do it, in my opinion. Yeah. Or just um,
1: do I guess do Joe once a year. I'd be okay with but we can't. I'm gonna homecoming. If we rolled out Joe for two games that we got our butts kicked in, and then we don't see Joe again for another 25. Well, we'll years. We'll,
0: we'll we'll see we'll see game. what happens. We'll see what happens with the next year, Chris.
1: True, might have something a little bit more cartoon friendly. Um, all right, but let's let's talk a little bit game specific and then move on because I think we've talked. We've heard Bodry might be back. Gives a little bit of hope. Mm -hmm. Like, because let's be honest, since he has gone out, our offense has fluttered. Now, whether that's play calling, some like a lot of people want to throw it on Zach Borish. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard for Zach Bors to do anything when they're stacking nine and he's being told not to throw the ball, right? Like, And then we put in McCoy, and he I will say I like McCoy. I know the stats don't show it. I mean, he has stood in there and taken some serious freaking hits and still stood in there and delivered the ball. See that? I have a true freshman who was only in high school like six months ago or I guess 12 – yeah, six months ago. Like, I'm yeah. impressed by him. I would like to quit using it. We got two more games. So, like, I'd like to maybe see him against Southern Utah where he could actually maybe get a little bit of a footing going. So, maybe you do today as well. Um, but then I'd like to see him shelved. Like, I would hate for us that you have to use him in five games and then not have that red shirt, you know, because we've right. proven. I'd like, I know people like, well, you'll just red shirt him next year. I'm like, yeah, we haven't played one quarterback since 2016. So we're going to need all the quarterbacks in the room with as much eligibility as possible going forward. Um, I know we get Austin Webb next year. We'll also get McLeod Crowton and then we'll probably have somebody else as well that we're probably recruiting right now. Join the team. I get that, but like, I don't know, man. we, we struggle with quarterbacks. We're going to keep it, but I, I do yeah. feel a little. I'm not. Good, we're not predictions yet, but how much confident, more confident are you with Bodry? And I would just like to see him. Like, I'd like to see Boris get packages. Like more like jet sweep, wildcat run, but like I'd like to see him in the game at running back, at wide receiver, less a quarterback. Other than a set few packages, I don't want to do a two plays Bodry, one play Boris, two plays Boris, one play Bodry. Freaking just put Bodry in there and let's play one game, one game with one starter, please. Can we? Yeah. Is that too much I mean, to ask for?
0: Yes, it is. Um, I'm I'm extremely more confident with Bodry in. I'm not. I think I said this in our chat. Um, I don't. Th- I'm not. I'm not saying we would have beat Montana. I think our offense became stagnant and stale because they knew it was coming every time. I think Bodry gives you a di- dimension that we don't have right now. He ha- he brings that veteran experience, right? Everyone's gonna go. Well, he's not great. He's had a pretty good year. Like honestly, we, like like Pe-
1: people that I think say that got, haven't watched the fall. They got he they got really played- soured on him, or yeah, or they,
0: or they saw him make praying. a couple questionable passes against UC Davis, right? Like yeah. In situations I mean, when we were... where you
1: have to make a play,
0: you can't. Right, we saw
1: you can't pull back when you're going for it on like third and thirteen. Yeah, or I mean, down so I mean, I mean, I mean, we're
0: talking. But overall, that. overall, yeah. he's had a pretty good year. He's he he stretched the field well. Top big
1: half of the Big Sky.
0: Oh, I, I, I'm convinced that like Beaudry on Montana or Beaudry on Weber State, and they probably have two more wins in their pocket. They probably have beaten Montana State. Probably beaten UC Davis. Like yeah. that's like. He's not he's not a world beater, but he's a good quarterback. Like he's there, looked much better this year. He's hit, he's hit those metrics that I talked about preseason on where I want to see him at, and he's looked good doing it. There and are so, like
1: thirteen starters in the Big Sky, I would say he is probably sixth best.
0: I think we probably score at least one or two more touchdowns versus Montana if he's in a quarterback, and mm-hmm. I probably also think they probably end up scoring one less just because of game script and how things go, right? Time of possession, things like that. So we're talking about twenty eight. 21 game potential like that's like i'm not saying like we would have beat montana but i don't think it's a 20 point loss at the end of the game i think it's probably within a score or two right like look at it that's stats. just my opinion on him
1: stats beautiful thing if i asked you quarterback efficiency rating where do you think mike beaudry rings
0: in the conference
1: in the conference
0: like third six okay he's behind no. eric
1: barry thought- matt mckay Jake okay. Dunaway and R.J. Martinez of Northern Arizona. Oh, sorry, and Davis Alexander. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to go all no, – none of our other guys are on here. Dylan McCaffrey, dude, 102. Um, average – yikes. Average yards per game, he's eighth. Uh, yeah,
0: but I mean, I mean, like, that's, those are games, though, where he hasn't played the whole time, like, right? Like – does that include Big Sky games, or is that is that the whole it's season?
1: At every bit, the whole season, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I mean, like that includes like he played half a game Indiana, versus you know no, Simon Frazier. He played partially no, versus true. Oregon State.
1: So, but please, completion percentage fourth. He's buying Matt McKay, Chris Brown, surprisingly, and Eric Berrier. Like, yeah, Mike Broderie yeah. thrown one interception this entire year and just happened right. to against UC Davis.
0: Right. And like, and at the end of the game, when we're trying to go tie, tie the game up to go to overtime, right? Like, I'm, I'm saying that you put Baudry on Weber State, like, they probably beat UC Davis and they probably beat Montana State. Like, that's like, th- those are games they just are we're lacking at quarterback play, right? Like, am I crazy to say that?
1: Nope. I mean, you look to Eric Berrier, one takes a lot more shots, makes sense, has six interceptions, right? Uh, Chris Brown, three. Chris Brown has played in less games than Mike Baudry has. Justin Miller, who was praised by many, has nine interceptions this year. Dylan McCaffrey, six. Davis Alexander, seven. Hunter Rodriguez, five. Hunter Hayes, seven. And Beaudry has only played for Hunter Rodriguez, right, who's supposed to be really good. They've only played one game difference. He has seven touchdowns compared to Beaudry's three. But once again, Beaudry's been splitting reps the whole year. Like, I don't know. His efficiency rating – and his completion percentage shows that if he had just been our starter, we're completing passes at a 64-and-a-half clip, and he's having an efficiency rating of 131, best for six in the conference. And that's what, without being able to get into a groove, because he gets taken out every third or fourth play. I don't know. I, I really like our chances with Beaudry. I just hope he can stay healthy and we can ride out this year. Talk. He's got CFL potential. Flip, dude. With Beaudry, honestly, you want something to root for this season? There's a chance we win all four games remaining with Bowdry. Montana State is going to be tough. Yeah. But they'll, who, they'll might slip up. Maybe we're the team. Probably not, but we could be. Well, I mean, Utah, I mean, we, can beat I mean, NAU, it, we, we could, they could, do that. They, could they could, they could,
0: they could, versus us because they have Brawl the Wild the week after, in which they're looking to potentially be an undefeated conference team. Oh, no way. They have to play the Eastern, don't they? I forget yeah, their schedule.
1: They play Eastern. So, next I mean,
0: week. I mean, they're looking spot where, okay, they lose Eastern. Right, but let's say they have a chance to to go beat um they at uh, they play eastern they, then then they play us right like eastern us Montana that's a we're a real little spot for Montana State and you know you know I'm a really big sucker for for situational games right like if we're healthy and Baudry or CJ's quarterback at Montana State and our guys are feeling a little good off of two wins potentially yeah we could actually catch Montana State or we could get blown out. Like that's the caveat. You just never know. But Montana State playing Eastern us, then Montana is a killer row. They're gonna look at us as the easy game, especially at home before Brawl of the Wild, and they're gonna think they're gonna have it sweet. Right? Like, I mean, that's just how that's just how it goes. I like honestly, Eastern losing to Weber State, not that surprising to me. Like when I thought about it. You call yeah, okay, Chris. (laughs) All right. But no, I mean, I mean, like on paper, right? Like, I don't think about it. You start thinking about it, like, well, wait—they just have been—they killed—they beat Montana and they blew up, blew out more than Colorado than us. Like everyone's saying, they're the best team in the country. Like Weber State's looking bad. Um, we got this game won. no problem. Shocker. Jay Hill's a good coach, and Weber Number State's a good defense.
1: defense. DBU, so bro. I mean,
0: I mean, it's not that's not that surprising, right? I think that's no. a, that's a type of a, is Eastern a better team than Weber State? Yes, but situations yeah. do come up where. Things like that and happen. So.
1: Like it's, and it's, and it's, it's, it's a
0: situation. And so Baudry yeah. back Baudry. If like, if Baudry plays this game, I like our chances, um, to win this game. Cause I think, you know, Idaho has still not lost to a team at home. Chris, that is not good. Right. We've, we've uh, yeah. under Petrino on the big sky. We are nine and five with five losses being against Montana. Twice UC Davis, who almost won the big sky last year. Um, Sac State, who won, who was a seeded team, and Weber State, sky. who won the Big okay. Sky. So, we like, lost. those are our five. Those are our we five
1: losses. Three home losses, two conference winners in the season yes. in which they won the conference, and then two. And then Montana. Montana, like, we so, don't lose. So we have beaten Eastern Washington twice. Like we played good. No, at home. And
0: North Dakota, and North Dakota in 2018, right? We've yep. we've beaten teams we at ranked. home. Yeah, we've we beaten teams at home, at home that we That's shouldn't. Easy. Yeah. yeah. And so, like history does repeat itself, we just play better at home, and it is the very typical Idaho thing to do—to have a big win, look amazing versus Portland State, follow up with a couple stinkers, and then come back in and play well again.
1: Yeah, like that's just who we've been. So let's let's tail the tape here real quick. Idaho Mm -hmm. has the number seven scoring offense, going up Northern Arizona's ninth scoring defense. We have Northern Arizona's ninth scoring offense going against Idaho's eleventh scoring defense. Rush offense. Idaho is third in the Big Sky for rush offense. And remember, we played two FBS, two Power Five FBS teams, uh, going up against uh, NAU's tenth-ranked rushing defense. NAU's, uh, where were they? Fifth-ranked rushing offense. He's surprisingly running the ball more than people think this year. Going up against Idaho's sixth-best. Rushing defense, then passing. Here's the scary one. We have Idaho's 11th ranked pass. It's crazy that there are two teams worse at passing than us. Uh, Idaho's 11th ranked passing offense going up against NAU's 11th ranked passing defense. So big day for Beaudry possible. Uh, But then you also have NAU, who's the 4th ranked passing offense, going up against Idaho's 13th ranked passing defense. So with all that. Tail the tape, Alex Boatman. I'm gonna give you give us some time to make our picks. Dallas picked NAU 28-24. Brian picked NAU 35-31. So they're both putting the four point. You said Sagarin had it about five, five and a half. Four and a half to five. Right? So five they yeah. both have NAU by four. So they're playing the Vegas game right here. Call a four and a half spread. I'm gonna go fifty-five, fifty-two, NAU.
0: So you're doing like the reverse of 20, 2019.
1: Um, I'm gonna say thirty-five, thirty-four, Idaho. Okay, we got one. We somebody had it. Yeah. I appreciate you. I thought about it. I just think. I'm confident okay.
0: with Bodry. I'm confident that Beaudry plays. I think I'm not sure. I have not like listeners. I haven't heard anything whatsoever. Like we talk about, Idaho wins games like this at home, even when we're not good. Um, Beaudry plays versus Montana and/or Eastern. I think those games are a hell of a lot closer because like it wasn't great.
1: So if that happens,
0: if Beaudry's playing, I like our chances to win, Chris.
1: You're right. I flipped it. I was going to say, I think Boji's rusty and that accounts for a three-point difference. We just don't lose to teams like NAU at home. So, you're right. Let's switch it. 55-52, Idaho. Huh? I right. think it's going to be a barn burner. Um All right. All right last week around... Oh, sorry uh huge river expeditions if you're looking for a great all-inclusive week-long vacation don't look past your backyard venture into the largest protected wilderness in the continental united states located right here in the great state of idaho enjoy a multi-day trip down the middle fork of the salmon the main salmon river no return salmon river canyons or the selway you can even check out special trips like the one that see the Perseid meteor shower camp on pristine beaches run amazing white water hike scenic trails spot wildlife soaking beautiful natural streams take in river history all along the river's edge you also get a fish, some of the most most stretches of the river in the entire flipping country. You bring your clothes, let HRA handle the rest. Hughes River Expeditions has been owned and operated since 1976. We're ready to take you on a vacation of a lifetime. What are you waiting for? Find out what it's like to grab a paddle, catch dinner, and ride the bowl all throughout the gem state. Call now at 800-262-1882 or check them out at HughesRiver.com. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we do that, read, and it doesn't get as much love as Montucky because it's kind of long-winded and everything, but that's a lot of cool shit you can do.
0: No, it really is. Like I I I I I uh I've done a raft trip before and I want to do it again. So I know if I did it's uh with one place only, it's HRE.
1: Yeah, and we do get a lot of Montana listeners. They're out of Lolo, so well part of their operation's out of Lolo. Mm-hmm. So if you're Grizz, like dude, that's like what 10 miles south of you. It's like driving the Pullman. Anyways, <laughs> um around the big sky last week. Ho ho Chris went five and one, but my weaver pick for those of you that don't know. I did waffle back to Eastern in our our group chat later. So we're giving me point three points for that because I picked Weber one of the three times I picked. No, uh, I think
0: Brian gave it to you outright.
1: I think he did Brian give it to me it... outright, but I feel bad because I literally no, no, off no. air flopped back to Eastern.
0: Yeah, but like we weren't gonna count it. I, I mean, come on. Like that's all like that's you know what was said here is what's done here.
1: That's true. You guys wouldn't have let me flop back if they lost and been like, oh, no, you got a point because you fought back off the air. So, that's a good point. I like it. All right. Anyways, I went 5-1 last week. Hooray me. It saved me because everybody else didn't mix up any picks, and you guys all went 4-2. and two. Helped me pull a little bit back more into the race. I'm now only six games back of Brian at 48. What's the
0: game that everyone missed?
1: You guys missed two games. Yeah, uh, what, what, what did Eastern. you
0: miss? Yeah.
1: And then who was a crazy upset last week? Well, oh, I guess we all picked... Well, I picked northern Colorado. Those two clowns picked southern Utah. So that was probably their loss. Who did you miss?
0: I don't know who I picked.
1: Don't you love what Brian always says this when we do live it's live format. producing.
0: Live live producing's fun. I don't really, I, especially when it's just two of us it makes it much more entertaining.
1: It does. Just a reminder, it's just two of us. Uh, last week, let's see, Idaho State. None of us would have picked Idaho State over Montana State. Weber did. I, State, pick, I picked that. Did
0: you I pick Northern? Col- did I pick Southern Utah? I think I you did. Pick
1: Southern Utah. Oh yeah, I missed because I I picked NAU to beat Sac State.
0: <laughs> you hate Sac State so much.
1: <laughs> that is what it was. Like, I, I refused to pick Sac State. <laughs> you would have. You would You've been, been one game and-
0: behind. You would have been one game behind Brian because i saying they're not good. Stop saying they're not good. They're good. I would have got like, six no last week. You were one game behind Brian
1: and you no, just five, picked us. Five.
0: Oh, sorry. Sorry. Been, I'm looking at Dallas. I'm looking been at been Dallas. You. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm like I hate definitely Logan. bringing up the rear real hard. Anyways, I Bowman, hate Bowman is 50 and 14. Oh, uh, Brian is 54 and 10, and Dallas is 52 and 12. Um, so we'll just read theirs after. This <laughs> such cars. a
0: barn burner of a slate this week. How does Northern Colorado have three wins?
1: Because they're not as bad as he thinks they are. <laughs> they I mean, are. they're not good, but they're they like are. way better than Southern Utah and Cal Poly and obviously Northern Arizona because they beat Northern Arizona.
0: You can't say they're way better than Southern Utah when they won by a touchdown.
1: <laughs> I thought they won by more than a touchdown. Was
0: it
1: only 17 to 9. 17 to 9. That's just a weird
0: flipping score. So... Yeah, it's
1: a touchdown. But yeah. at Southern Utah, so that's worth three and a half points. You know that. <laughs>
0: yeah, Eccles Stadium, that's Eccles Coliseum is a Eccles Coliseum is a tough place to go play. Let me tell you, I've never been there. Thank God.
1: <laughs> Chris Stingers down, and I love that. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, all
0: right, what do we got? All
1: right, let's pick Southern Utah, Montana. I mean, Montana. <laughs>
0: Both Brian and Dallas are on Montana here. I'm going to also be on Montana.
1: Yeah, do you have the thing up, or otherwise, I just want to hear. They are not very original pickers, which is why they are leading, obviously. But uh, so this is just an all Montana. Weber State at Idaho State. This is going
0: to be it. Yeah, uh, they're spooky, both spooky. okay. Halloween, they're both on. Black- they're both on Black- Weber. Black- Who's a quarterback for Idaho State? I think it's still Hunter Hayes. All right. Well, as long as Hunter, hey, I mean, they looked frisky versus Montana State last week. You know, they looked a little frisky on the road. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me check one thing here. Yeah, I'm still going to go Weber State, but this could get a little a letdown game after Eastern. Uh, it could be a letdown sandwich spot because they, they only play Portland State next week. Not like they have another game to look forward to. Um, maybe this is the. If anything, this could be a game that just blow Idaho State out because they finally kind of have it rolling a little bit. You know what I mean? Like they finally get a groove. Um, but yeah, I'll still, I'll still ride with the with the Wildcats there.
1: Okay, so hmm,
0: this is interesting. Sagrin only makes Weber State a six and a half point favorite. It's not as much as you would think. Like that's a, like trappy. That's like a tra- that's a trappy line. That's a really trappy line. This,
1: I'm, hey Halloween, I got the auto state colors on. You know it's Halloween mm-hmm. colors. It's in that spooky dome. Here's the difference. All right, let me tell you this real quick. This is the protected rivalry. Like we talk about, like what founding members of the Big Sky Conference right here. So like you have your Easterns, your NAUs, your Cal Poly's, Portland State. They have you know a little bit of history, maybe like twenty games total. These guys have played each other sixty-one times. This is a big boy game with big boy history. But this favors in the little Brown Stein type of matchup. Weber State is forty-six and fifteen in this matchup. Mm-hmm. They have won seven in a row. They are twenty-two mm. and ten on the road mm. in Pocatello. They're nine. They've won nine of the last ten. For how much I actually really 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 want to do, and Idaho State pulls this game out, Uh, Weber State just has too much to play for. But man, I'm telling you, this could easily be like a repeat of last spring's game of 20 to 15. Like, Mm -hmm. and Idaho State, Idaho State almost beat Eastern in the dome last year. Like, Idaho State is a tough place to go to and win because it's it's a a, weird, weird,
0: it's a crap hole. Trust me, been there. Bad memories. It's not a great play. It, I mean, we've struggled there. Sac State struggled there this year. Eastern struggled there last year. Weber State struggled there last year. Like teams, teams go to die in Pocatello. Like you walk in there thinking you're going to win. You don't know what time of day it is when you're in there. Um, the locker rooms are crap. The facilities crap. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to pick Weber, but it, like that six and a half line that Sagar makes it like. That's oh, a trap. Yeah. That's a trappy line. I mean, but. yeah, I th- I, you're, I could see what you're saying, or like I'll see Weber say it's either going to be. I don't think Idaho State wins. I think Idaho State keeps it weirdly close, or they get killed. It's not going to be like they lose by like ten.
1: Yeah, yeah. I everybody's kind of on the same thing. This is kind of a letdown game. Possible yeah. for Weber take care of business. JL. Love si-
0: love situations. You know I All do.
1: Right. Sac State at Northern mm. Colorado on the short. Astro turf, turf or Field Turf of Greeley, Colorado. Northern Colorado.
0: Uh did you say Northern Colorado, Chris? You
1: bet your bottom dollar I did. Chris, do you just like to like lose? Oh, I'm just waiting for the one where I get to go. Ha! Ah! <laughs> Told you. Who
0: who to who?
1: Everybody. Have you seen their schedule? Have you, have you seen
0: their schedule, though, Chris? Do you know how big Why? I get a
1: laugh when I predicted that Northern Colorado beats Sac State.
0: Like they don't.
1: <sighs> Thing is gone.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I was the only one here who picked Sac State over Montana. Like that's. I'm in tune with Sac State. I understand them as a team. They have a fantastic defense, Chris. A fantastic defense who might not let Northern Colorado score maybe more than a touchdown all game. So if that's the case, Northern Colorado's two of their three wins this year. They only scored 17 points in, Chris. Okay? Like, let that sink in.
1: Sinking
0: in. Think about that for a second. Terrible off. Are they going to score more than 17 against an elite Big Sky defense? Possibly. Okay. Probably not, but... (laughs) I, I, I just envision Sac State being able to get in the end zone at least a few times here. So, Saxe is only an 11-point favorite on the road, according to Sagarin. But I'm still going with the Hornets. I would take them to cover, too. Like, I think I think Northern Colorado is dog crap.
1: Steel line from a terrible Peyton Manning commercial. Epic comeback starts right here. I got to make up games. Uh, Northern Arizona and Idaho. We already picked that one. I don't even know why we put it on this section anymore. Uh, Cal Poly at Portland mm. State. What a gutter ball matchup. That's a great matchup. Cal Poly, though, I said last week they would play friskier than expected against UC Davis. Not as close as I thought, but a lot of people were like, oh, UC Davis isn't that good. I'm like, or oh, Cal Poly is getting better, and it's a rivalry game. That said, this is not a rivalry the game.
0: The Golden Horseshoe? Is that what they play for down there? The yeah, Golden some Horseshoe. some kind of
1: stupid horse, Mustangs, Aggies. <laughs> but yeah. they're the horse Aggie instead of the bull Aggie or the cowboy Aggie. Or you know, N C A and T is the Bulldog Aggies.
0: I don't get it. How's
1: a Bulldog and Aggie? Bull, are Bulldogs renowned for their agricultural prowess as a dog breed?
0: I mean, think about it. What is
1: k9 aggies ma-
0: What's AM's mascot?
1: Alassie. Oh, Aggie, and it's a lassie.
0: It's Revely. Yeah. Revely the dog. So um yeah, Portland State here. Give me give me them at home. Um you know, no one's gonna meet at the game at all. Portland state is a, I've had it here. 10 and a half point favorite at home, which isn't as much as you would think. I mean, will go back and say, Montana is a 23 and a half point favorite on the road. That's the last one I didn't find there. This is, this is according to Sagarin folks. Like, but again, these will probably be very similar lines. You'll see cooked up by the books come Saturday morning. Cause they just kind of follow these things. I'm still going to go Portland state. Like, like we saw Portland state, like Davis Alexander is, you know, great value. Baker Mayfield, um, they've shown mm-hmm. that they can win some games. They can cause some problems for some teams. So they'll cause problems for the team. That's the worst in the conference. Yeah. Dude, Except. I
1: was, sorry. Finish.
0: No, no. I mean, I would, I didn't rank them worse this last week. I'll I'm not going to say who I ranked worst, but I was not fully sober when I did. And I was in the mood.
1: Yeah. I just, uh, Sounders are on, right? A couple games left. We're getting the playoff season. I hate LAFC. Like, they just came in, thought they are these hot shots. Everybody loved them. I'm loving their suffering below the playoff line right now. The game just flipped onto my screen. There is nobody in Bank of California Stadium, and it makes me so happy because their fan base was the most annoying for three years, and like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I want to see you guys support this team for 13 years like Sounders fans have and consistently sell out. Nope. Anyways, side note: back, we didn't get too uh, enough soccer talk in. Had to sneak it in. Well,
0: Chris, at. we're avoiding what's coming this weekend. The Most important game this weekend, Chris.
1: I don't know Vandal's made the playoffs in women's soccer,
0: so it's it's the Tubs of the Club Derby again. You kind of mentioned uh, it at the beginning no, no, no. of the show, mm, right. but this this could be the nail in my coffin slash the beginning of the end for everyone else in the Premier League. Could be. We're not Maybe. sure yet, Chris, I'm going through, I'm going through a time as a sports fan right now that I, I don't envy upon most people. Um, as we know on this show, listeners, it's
1: actually a double derby week in leagues cup. <laughs> West Ham plays man city.
0: That's right. So, I mean, we got know, Dallas,
1: Dallas first versus Sean Dallas versus and you versus me in, uh, Tottenham Hotspur stadium, I believe too. Right.
0: Yeah, it is down in London, down there on the North side of London, unfortunately. Um, my sports time as a sports fan right 2. now, Chris, 8. is not is not great. Like I, I, am a Manchester United fan. As everyone knows, we played Liverpool this last weekend, which is our biggest rival, and which is the biggest game in world football outside in club world football. Most really watched, more people watch Liverpool Manchester United worldwide. Fun fact,
1: that is, a but weird fact, yes,
0: yes, 700 million people watch that game. Um, we got murdered. Like five to nothing. I was hurt. I want our coach fired. Everyone wants our coach fired. Everyone knows that he's bad. There's much better coaches out there who could literally just take Manchester United's current team and make them probably kill Spurs by three at the weekend if we just hire Antonio Conte and just played smart football. But we don't know how to do that. So instead, I'm going through a time where one of my uh, my fan base wants a coach fired, Chris. So that's fun. Meanwhile, Idaho's lost two in a like. row. Don't know, Chris. Um so yeah i'm having a hell of a time lately i need to get through through thanksgiving potentially see ole fired we have chris listen to this we have to play you guys saturday okay at atlanta next weekend on the road or next week on the road in the champions league and then city and then the international break
1: yeah you guys are you're like (laughs) us last year where we're like right and high, right? Like beginning of December. And then you looked all the way through boxing day, all the top five clubs and you're like, this isn't going to last. I didn't think we'd like lose all of them, which we did, but I definitely knew we weren't going to be top of the table.
0: It's still so early this year that we could sack only right now and hire Conte. And we could probably rescue this and finish in top three. We could finish like top three or top four, top four for sure. Like, but we like, we're not that many points off in the grand scheme of things. Right. Like it's doable. If we just hired Conte, just pulled the banding off instead. No, Chris. I was waiting for Ole getting sacked. News instead, I'm waking up to Ole gets three more games. We're gonna let Ole ride it out through next Saturday versus Man City. So that's yeah. fun.
1: All right, so I've, let's pick them. What's let's, let's pick these real quick. All West right, West Ham, Man City. I'm thinking, man, I'm thinking City actually. Penalties, I'm cut. choosing penalties. Yes, I'm. So this I'll is go. City's
0: comp, though, but I'm choosing penalties. I'll City's go still going to win, but I'm going to say this goes to penalties.
1: Wow, you know if a uh, U fan's picking City, it's probably actually going to happen. Uh, I'll go Hammers. I, mean, I think League's Cup, it's one of those things that just means more to like... City's won this comp clubs. five out
0: of the last seven years. It means he gets it, to play Phil Foden the whole game, so let's think about hammers. that. Zach Stefan siding, too.
1: Yeah, he'll probably play in this game, right? Or is he for sure starting? Uh, He'll start. All right, I'll take Tottenham
0: 3-1. I'll take Tottenham (laughs) 4-0. Get him out.
1: Get him out. Now if they lose, I'm going to be clown egg on face. Yeah, I think we should
0: Don't worry, Pogba suspended. He got a red. Pogba played 15 minutes, Chris, and got a red.
1: Pogba doesn't do anything. I'm not worried about Pogba. I'm worried about He was the
0: assist leader in the the Premier League this year. He still is. I'm
1: I'm worried about CR7.
0: Uh, no, no, because no one can give him the freaking ball. I almost said the word. I didn't. I stopped. I'm, a, up. I'm upset, Chris. This is a tough time. Uh, I got to look forward to the weekend. And WV plays Iowa State. So,
1: what do I have I to do, Chris? Matt yeah, Campbell's it's... last game, maybe before he's at USC. Anyways, no, uh, let's get this done no, so I can watch no, the no. Sounders beat LAFC. I'm gonna go uh, to that's bed. Our, that's our picks. There's no hammer down closing the bar. Make sure you donate to the I Donate 100 campaign. It ends this week. So uh, please do it. King Spud. Also, yeah. King Spud was recreated on display at the University of Idaho Library. That's so freaking cool. Um,
0: shout out, Brian.
1: Shout out, Brian. Shout out, Jordan, not Jordan K. I think it's Jordan K. The Idaho Sports or Idaho State Journal, the one that sounded like Pokemon yeah. Uh He wrote that whole piece on it. Mm. Wax party pants somewhere out there, mm-hmm. aka Martin, uh, really plugging it a lot. So, um,
0: cane are they gonna give the are they gonna like start doing the thing where they make a trophy game though? I don't
1: think so because why not? ICCU paid a bunch of money, so there's already a trophy. It's a stupid ICCU corporate is a mother lover.
0: They can have two could trophies,
1: have. seriously, have like the real trophy and then. Or move the ICCU for everything else and keep King Spud. They get the ICCU King Spud Trophy. I don't care. But yeah, they the ICCU
0: Battle of Domes game with the trophy being for King Spud.
1: You know what we should do? Do oh. it like they do in the MLS or uh, Cascadia, right? For the MLS, where the fans own the Cascadia mm. Trump Cup Trophy. Maybe we ask the library if we can buy it when they're done with it, or we pay for our own recreation, actually, metal and not wood. And we just pass it on. They made it out of wood? That's what I heard, yeah. I haven't gotten Uh. a read-up on it yet, but I believe so. Um, And we exchange it between our fan bases, so the fans control it. And then you just cut the middleman out. Who are their fans? Ross Cunningham and uh, Dakota Daly. He's trying to start. Chris Boatman, my cousin's
0: a diehard Bengals fan, so
1: there we go. We got yeah. some fans we could trade it with, and obviously, it would go to the athletic department, but they're just oh, not charged from of Martin.
0: It. It's 3D printed, so it's a it's a brand new technology 3D printed King Spud trophy
1: out of wood, which probably co words not working right now. Uh, lined up with there were. The news that the we arena. received that four million dollars uh, to yeah. do wood using wood fiber to do three D printing. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah. So I mean that so that, that, that makes sense. What that was, hey, a but shout out to Tubbs arena. people,
0: Tubbs listeners, Idaho fans. Like, like all the noise made about King Spud over the years. People, you guys asking questions at media days. Brian going on a whole article art, article on the Idaho State uh, Journal down there in Pokey. Um, Oh, Patrick, 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 Patrick doesn't know what King Spud is. Simple Google, my friend. Um, shout out for making this thing, just making enough noise constantly and always asking where's King Spud, where is King Spud? Because now we have it again. So, like the best trophy in the world exists. Um we need to start we need to start playing it. Chris, we have two trophy games. Did you know that? Um, and uh, one of them isn't a protected rivalry.
1: Yeah, oh, that's great news. Our poll just ended, 301 votes. Hmm. 52.5% of Idaho Vandal fans consider Montana, Idaho's biggest rival in the FCS. 21.3% of fans consider, who do you think got 21.3% of the vote? I'm looking at it
0: right now, it's Eastern.
1: Idaho State, 1% behind it, 20.3%. And then six percent are others. I think the six percent are jokes. I put it in there knowing somebody would have some smart out comments. We had some people that had really smart out comments. I made the joke like McNeese or you and I, because we had like playoff history with them. But I honestly I never I didn't vote for them. So I'm really curious if you're one of the six percent and you actually met a serious team comment on it, or if you're one of the clowns who did a troll on a poll we were trying to, you know, make a point to the conference about, um, thanks, I guess, for that. But I yeah, would
0: and- I would rather our two trophy games just be our projected rivals leave Eastern in the dust because obviously teams that are 70 miles apart can't bring enough fans to each other's home stadiums where it makes a difference. There's King Spud, Patrick. There's King Spud. Look at him in all its glory. That's the recreated version of the Idaho library. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. Be- I
0: think that's where we get sent to Chris. I don't think we have anything else to really go. To, nope. There's nowhere else that's to
1: good. go. Nope. Uh, d- d- uh, Just removing Boatman That's it Uh, It's time for Colby Akuf to play us out With uh, the Moscow Drinking Team song We'll see you guys after the NAU game Go Vandals Go Vandals So raise your glass And have a drink with me Here's to the Vandals in the crowd All just
0: out there Living the dream
1: Cut of
0: wanting Let's go drink a tea.